You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 8th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll begin sifting through some of the names that are out there for the Orlando Magic as they begin to look for a new coach, including Dispel, probably the most popular name that might be out there why uh, Penny Hardaway probably will not be coaching the Orlando Magic next year. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. Before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. This podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Phoenix Suns after the big win over the Denver Nuggets or the Brooklyn Nets after their win over the Milwaukee Bucks? Check out Locked On Suns and Locked On Nets. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So, we obviously did our, our podcast, and excuse me for my voice, I'm, I'm a little bit under the weather right now. Um, we, we obviously did our podcast on Sunday recapping the weekend's events and the weekend's news. And, and I felt like, A, that served as Monday's episode, so less work for me. Um, but it was important to kind of take a breath um, because, you know, obviously I think most of us believe that Steve Clifford is a good coach. He did a really good job in Orlando overall with the Magic. And this departure was not because of anything that Clifford did. Um, you know, I personally believe that if... Steve Clifford wanted to be the head coach of the Orlando Magic. He would have had a fresh four-year extension, and he would have been the head coach of the Magic for the next two, maybe three seasons. Um, That's obviously not what Clifford wanted, and I think if Clifford didn't want to coach this team, the Magic had to make the move to to part ways and to look for a new coach. And and, and obviously, we'll get into some of the names. And so it's just important to kind of take a breath. And, you know, we're going to talk about some of the names that are out there and some of the names that I'm thinking of. Um, and some of the names that have been brought up to me that I think are intriguing. Um, we'll, we'll talk about those names, but by no means are we going to make an exhaustive list here. At this point, the Magic should be willing to talk to anyone, um, willing to bring anyone in and, and, not, and shouldn't you know, throw out any name at this point, um, except for you know, maybe names that they already have some familiar with or, or, or know aren't what they're looking for. Um, the Magic right now are at the beginning stages of the search. Uh, I'm sure that while they may have had some idea of what they were looking for or what Clifford was leaning toward, it really sounded like the decision to part ways came not so suddenly, but the decision to part ways came pretty quickly. Uh, and so the Magic are going to need some time to kind of conduct their search and conduct a thorough search at that. As most of us know and most of us understand, this is a big decision. Um, you know, I often call the decision to hire Jacques Vaughn the original sin. Um, Rob Hennigan's rebuild was doomed because Jacques Vaughn was not a capable coach for a young team. Did not deliver for a young team in the same way that he did for Brooklyn. I think he learned a lot of lessons, um, certainly learned under Kenny Atkinson as well, um, to 
build a team that could compete the way that the Brooklyn Nets did last year when Jock Vaughn was the, the interim head coach at the time. Um, this is a really big hire, and so the Magic do need to make sure they get it right. There are names out there that are already being bandied about, uh, already being discussed by fans. I will discuss a few of those names, but one name has continually come up every time someone mentions the coach uh, of the Orlando Magic. I've had fans talk to me about Penny Hardaway as a potential coach for the Orlando Magic for a very, very long time. I generally, you know, I've kind of sensed that, that these fans are fans. Um, you know, they're not basketball people. Um, you know, no offense to them, but they're, they're, they're fans who are buying into the nostalgia of Penny Hardaway. And it's not that Penny Hardaway isn't qualified. I want to make this perfectly clear. I think Penny Hardaway will make a great, a good NBA coach one day. Um, I think that if he wants to be in the NBA, if he wants to coach in the NBA, there will be an opportunity for him, and and he will have the opportunity to take it, take advantage, and take that chance. I'm not gonna, I'm not sitting here and saying that Penny Hardaway will not be a head coach one day, and I'm, you know, and and I want to make this perfectly clear too as we begin discussing the coaching search because it is a major issue in the NBA and it's a major issue really societally in general. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm I'm not using coded language. I want to make sure that I'm not using um, using a verbiage that would that tends to keep frankly keep black coaches from getting jobs in the NBA and frankly tends to keep black people from getting jobs in general. I, I, I'm trying to be very conscious of the language that I use. I'm very conscious and of the of the pro, of the coaching prospects that I'm that I'm looking at and thinking about, um, you know, not that I think you should hire someone solely based on race. Um, it should be someone who is able and capable of doing the job. But there's no doubt there's a shortage of black coaches right now in the NBA, considering how predominantly black the league is. Um, so I I, I want to make sure you know I want to come out earnestly and say if I use language that um, is coded or is is wrong. I'm I'm not meaning to do that. Um, I'm trying to be fair and equitable, and kind of the same way that I look at the draft. Uh, I'm trying to think about what people can do and what people can't do. And at the end of the day, honestly, with coaching searches, there's very little. Even someone like me, who is somewhat informed, has some idea of how the NBA works and how coaching staffs are built. There's there's still very little that I know. Um, you know, we'll talk about some some of the assistant coaches that might be available. Assistant coaching roles are very, very um, difficult to judge um, when you're not involved with the team. Like I, I can tell you what responsibilities the Magic's coaching staff under Steve Clifford has because I because I've been around Steve Clifford enough. Um, I know how he operates and how he wants his, his team and team and his coaching staff to function. We can say you know for say for instance this guy is responsible for this thing, but we don't really know. And we and and on top of that, you don't really know how that translates to. Um, to to being a head coach. So when we talk about coaches, there's a lot we don't know. And, and I think it's really important to kind of couch this analysis in that, uh, in uh, at that posture of saying, you know what, you know what, a lot of this is guessing. And a lot of this is, is internal knowledge and internal intelligence and internal um, investigation that tells decision makers whether this, whether these coaches can, can be a head coach or be a successful head coach, or and what eventually gets them hired, it is also worth noting that they get this wrong a lot. The Magic got this wrong a lot until they got the Steve Clifford. Um, it is as much a crapshoot as the NBA draft. To be frank, it, it is there is no sure thing with coaches. Frank Vogel looked like he'd be a sure thing. 
um, especially coming off of Scott Skiles, who was not a sure thing and turned out to be pretty good um, uh, until until at least January. Um, no one really knows. I mean, Frank Vogel went from barely being able to win 25 games with the Magic to winning a championship with the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, talent has a lot to do with it for sure, um, but you just don't know how successful a coach can be with the current environment and group that you have. So uh, that's a round. That's a roundabout way, about way to get back to the point I'm trying to make. Um, Magic fans have been at least inundating me with this with the idea of bringing in Penny Hardaway as the coach of the Orlando Magic, as as the next coach for the Orlando Magic. And you know, again, Penny Hardaway, I think will be a coach in the NBA one day. I'm just not sure that he is ready to do so now, just from a qualification standpoint. Yes, as many people pointed out, and I agree with this, Hardaway is really good at relating to players. His recruiting at, at Memphis has been fantastic over those last three years. I think he's had two top 20 classes. He obviously brought in James Wiseman. He's had some really great recruiting success, and players seem to really respond to him. But what we haven't seen from Memphis in his three years yet is the response on the floor, is his ability, can he actually coach a game manage a game, and win games. Memphis has failed to make the NCAA tournament in the last three seasons, in his three seasons uh, at the helm. He did win the NIT last year, which does suggest that that he is beginning to get his legs under him. For me, it's not, again, it's not that I don't think Penny Hardaway can be a coach in the NBA. I just, I think that he needs a little bit more seasoning. I think he needs a little bit more time. Magic fans, though, are pretty insistent. He was the one name that was specifically asked of Jeff Weltman during that press conference on Saturday. Um, and, Again, if he wants to interview, I, I don't see a reason why not to interview him. I think he, he again, I think he has the ability to be a head coach in the NBA. I just don't know if he's ready for it yet. Um, and so Hardaway's name has to be considered. Of course, no one bothered to really ask Penny Hardaway at that point either. A Memphis radio station did, and Memphis radio station, and honestly, the minute the magic job came open, Memphis sports media got a little bit. Uh, nervous about Penny leaving. So, you know, there's there's definitely a little bit of smoke there. Maybe not a full-fledged fire, but definitely something there. But uh, Penny Hardaway apparently went on a radio station in Memphis and said that while flattered that there was that there appeared to be some interest or that, that fans were interested in bringing him back to his second home in Orlando, that, that he felt like he still had a lot to do in Memphis and wanted to stay in Memphis. It, uh, to me, that, that, that sounds like he is taking his name out of the hat or doing sort of what Jason Kidd did where he's, where he's saying, you know, maybe not as explicitly, I don't want to be considered for this job. Um, again, there, I listened to a couple of Memphis radio stations over the course of the day. There was one argument that was made that Penny does want to coach in the NBA one day, but Memphis is his home. I, I, I mean, I, I think that Hardaway really does have a connection to Memphis. That is where he grew up. That is where he went to school. He after his playing days were over, he went back to his home. He's done a lot of charity work in Memphis. He's coached middle school there. He's coached high school there. That is his home. Um, coaching the Memphis Tigers is very very personal to him. I take him at his word that he is not ready to leave that job and he's not ready to uh, to kind of not abandon that city, but to move on from that city. I think I think that he still has a lot of work that he wants to accomplish in Memphis uh, and is not ready to to take that leave quite yet. Again, I want to make this clear. I, I, I do think Penny will be ready to be an NBA coach someday. And if he wants to be an NBA coach, that opportunity will be there. The magic job will open up again and someone will suggest, hey, why not grab Penny Hardaway? And maybe that will be the time to do it. 
I don't think right now is the time to do it. I think Penny needs a little bit more seasoning, a little bit more experience as the head coach, a little bit more success, to be frank, to make good on the other attributes that are very, very clearly positives for him. There are names, though. Lots and lots of names that the manager could be looking for as the head coaching uh, search search begins. It's easy to fall back on nostalgia. I've seen people suggest the manager go after Daryl Armstrong, and while I don't think that's a terrible idea, um, there's been very, very little talk from what I've heard around NBA circles and NBA coaching circles, that Daryl Armstrong is interested in being a head coach. Um, you know, you got to apply for the job and interview for the job to get it. I've never heard of Daryl Armstrong interviewing for a job. Maybe he should. I don't know. Like, I mean, he's he seems like a good guy. He seem, uh, we all know he's a good guy. Seems like a, 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 a good developmental coach with Dallas, but I, I just don't know. And again, that gets, that gets to the kind of the mystery of how much do we give credit to assistant coaches and what do assistant coaches actually do on a team-by-team basis. And how does that get them ready for the head coaching job? But there are a lot of names to go over as the Magic begin their coaching search. We'll go over a few of them coming up here in just a moment. But first, Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away more than $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft freeze, and free withdrawals from a network of more than 50,000 ATMs. Beginning this week and only through the end of June, when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. My pinky is at my lip. You know why. Credit Karma money progress starts here. So right now, Visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank, Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Taste Podcast. Also brought to you by your pals at rockauto.com. It's going to rain this week. Uh, it rained a little bit over the weekend. It's going to rain this week, and the rainy season is coming in Central Florida. That also means the oppressive heat season is coming in Central Florida as well. Just because the Bucks eliminated them does not mean the heat are gone. That means your car is going to be taking a beating all summer long over these next few months. So take care of it now with the parts it needs to survive. You can get them all at rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much on the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We won't be hitting the playoffs today, but our road to the finals playoff coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So be sure to have uh, a good time while watching the NBA playoffs this summer. So obviously the Magic are going to be looking for a new head coach. Um, and, and honestly, you know, when Steve Clifford was, or when, sorry, when uh, Jeff Weltman was asked on Saturday what he's looking for in a new head coach, what he's looking for in the next head coach, Weltman kind of said, you know, we're kind of back in the same situation we were three years ago. You know, and, and honestly, a lot of the names that I'm looking at are a lot of the same names the Magic were looking at three years ago. Not a lot has changed. You know, are the Magic looking for an experienced coach or a new coach? I don't think that's the right uh, dichotomy. Um, you know, it's it's more about finding the guy that's the right guy for the job. And honestly, like we've all, like I said at the top of the show, if Steve Clifford wanted to be the head coach of the Orlando Magic, he'd be the head coach of the Orlando Magic right now. The Magic wants someone like Steve Clifford, someone who's going to be a good teacher, develop the young players. And again, I don't think you can argue that the Magic's young players didn't develop under Steve Clifford. You can certainly you can make the argument that Mo Bamba didn't, but you know Bamba. You also have to play well enough to make the roster. Clifford does a good job holding teams accountable, holding his players accountable, um, with that expectation that they win. It was a good mix of development and trying to win, and, and it obviously worked enough to get the Magic back into the playoffs. Um, you're looking for a guy who is going to have that accountability, have the have that mentality to, to create a way for the team to play so that they can have some success on the floor and grow that way too. But obviously things are a little bit different. Whereas the Magic three years ago had a young veteran team, a group of team players who had been in the league a little while uh, and had um, and, and just were just looking for the foundation to have success. This is a young team. This is a team that is trying to experience and learn the NBA for the first time. They haven't been through the meat grinder, so to speak. Steve Clifford was the perfect coach for that team. And obviously he was. They went 42-40 and and made the playoffs for the first time in in seven years. Clifford was the perfect coach then. Would he be the perfect coach now is really the question. And obviously he didn't think so because he's no longer the coach. And so I think that is a really, really important thing to think about. The coaches that the Magic are going to be searching for are going to have to be willing to deal with young players. And, and, and honestly, a very young roster. The Magic have the fourth youngest roster in the league right now. To me, that eliminates a lot of kind of tr- coaches that have been through the, through, through the treadmill already. You know, barring the Magic getting the top pick and becoming a much more attractive and interesting place to coach, it's hard for me to believe that someone like Terry Stotts would be the head coach of the Orlando Magic. Um, Stotts is the only name so far that has been directly linked to the Orlando Magic. Mark Stein of the New York Times reported that first that the Magic were interested in Stotts. But honestly, the Magic were interested in Stotts back in 2018 too. Um, uh, uh, reportedly, the Magic were monitoring the Blazers situation when it looked like Stotts might get fired then or might be might, might be let go at that point. To me, Stotts is sort of the mirror of Steve Clifford. He is the offensive version of Steve Clifford. Portland's teams, and yes, they had Damian Lillard, 
Portland's teams were always one of the best offensive teams in the country, and their success or failure in the playoffs always depended on their defense. Portland could never get their defense right long enough to be consistent contenders. When they made the Western Conference Finals, I think they had a top 10 defense that year, um, but they have not, they've, they've struggled to kind of match that since then. And that's that's why I don't think Stotts is destined to come to Orlando because he's going to want a veteran team. Um, he, you know, he's been around long enough. He's proven his, his worth. He's going to want a veteran team that he can take to that next level. He can try and take to that next level. That's kind of his goals. If you're looking for kind of rerun coaches, Kenny Atkinson, the former coach of the Brooklyn Nets, is a good bet for that. So too might Brett Brown, former coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. They have both led successful rebuilds from the ground up, from the very beginnings to near the end. Of course, they got let go just as their teams were beginning to turn the corner, which tends to be the lot of the coaches that start at the beginning. Both Brown and Atkinson, in my opinion, did a great job getting the most out of those teams early on while suffering and taking on all those losses. Um, and I think that can be really, really valuable for a team like the Magic, that they, that they can find coaches that have that ability. The question, like with Clifford, like with Stotts, is would Atkinson or Brown be willing to do that all over again? A lot, honestly, a lot of that, a lot of that, the quality of the coach that the Magic might attract, along with the quality of their experience they might attract, might depend on where that draft pick lands. If the Magic get the number one pick, I think a lot more doors open than if they end up with, say, the third or the fourth pick, you know, or, or, or something like that. To me, then, I think the the real place the Magic will go to find a new head coach is in the assistant assistant ranks. And honestly, if you had to ask me who my favorite is, I think it's David Vanterpool, the former assistant coach with the Portland Trailblazers and a former associate head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. With the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum have both credited Vanterpool and his work with developing them as players. Vanterpool has interviewed for the Orlando Magic on two separate occasions already, interviewing for them in 2016 when the Magic ultimately chose Frank Vogel and interviewing for them in 2018. Vanterpool has interviewed for a lot of coaches, for a lot, for a lot of coaching vacancies and a lot of coaching jobs. He was widely considered to be the favorite to replace Ryan Saunders after the Minnesota Timberwolves let him go before they hired Chris Finch. And there was a little bit of an uproar that the Timberwolves did not hire Vanterpool. A lot of people are trying to figure out why Vanterpool has not gotten the job yet. And I honestly, that's not an answer that I can come up with. Everything that I've read, everything that I've heard about him suggests that he is ready for the head coaching job. And obviously he has the development track record and the relationship track record with a star like Damian Lillard that he would go to bat for him playing coaching to coach a division rival. There's a lot of people in the league who think David Vanterpool is ready to be a head coach and I think this would be a great opportunity for him. A chance to really sink his teeth in and get in with the team at the ground floor and give him the chance to develop a, a really high draft pick. A, you know, kind of, again, develop the relationship with that star once again. I have Vanderpool as my number one guy on my board right now, so to speak. But again, it's throwing a dart because who knows really what he's responsible with. It's, it, it's going to matter the interview. Um, and again... I'm I'm very aware of the coded language of interview of 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 the good of a, being a bad interviewer as certainly a black a, certainly a black man. I'm aware of that perception. 
um, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to use that term lightly, but it's going to come down to the interview. Can he present a clear and concise plan of how he plans to develop his team and play his team to get the most out of them and grow into eventual play, eventual playoff team and then an eventual champion? Again, I don't know how a coaching interview works. I've heard that Mike Brown, um, who I don't think would be a candidate for this job, but maybe throw his name on the list. I don't know. I heard that a story about Mike Brown when he was um, getting ready to be hired by the Lakers, I believe, um, that he had sort of a binder and a plan completely set of how he was going to run the team. Um, Like he had thought it out, presented it to the Lakers uh, as a presentation before he got hired there. Um, I have heard that, you know, uh, I heard one coach who interviewed with the Magic before, uh, back when um, the Magic hired Jacques Vaughn, kind of came in with no plan. And he, was cons- and he was considered a prime candidate to be the head coach of the Magic. I heard in his interview, he had no plan, was just going to go along with what whatever management wanted, and they were not impressed by that. They wanted to know what his plans were, what his vision was, what his ideas were, and he did not present them. So these interviews do matter. Um, and again, I'm aware of some of the, frankly, structural, structural uh, problems with that. These interviews do matter as a, a presentation of how you're going to play, going to do and perform. Um, and obviously, Vanderpool is still waiting for his chance. There are a lot of other great assistant coaches that I think could also do a really good job. Sam Cassell's name's been thrown around. I, I, I like that idea from him. He's been a longtime assistant coach with several teams. Um, he has uh, um, been with Doc Rivers for a long time. I think he's still with the Clippers. Don't quote me on that. Um, he's Cassell is definitely... Definitely knocking on the door to be a head coach as well. Um, there are a lot of guys. There's a Brian James, I think, uh, from the Denver Nug- uh, from the Denver Nuggets. Jerron Collins just announced that he's going to leave the Golden State Warriors in hopes of getting uh, either a head coaching job or a, uh, a higher assistant coaching job. Um, that's a name that I definitely think you know you should keep on your radar as someone coming from the Golden State family, from the Steve Kerr family tree. Um, there are a lot of great assistants out there. Um, and again, you just don't know. Um, you just don't know who's going to hit and 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 how they're going to hit and what their responsibilities are. I don't think Penny Hardaway is an option from the college ranks, but the one guy from the college ranks that I am I'd be interested in bringing in is former Magic Four Jawan Howard. Like Penny, um, Jawan Howard first off has been an assistant in the NBA for a long time. He was an assistant with the Miami Heat when they won their titles. That guy is ready for that guy could handle an NBA coaching job today. I'm very confident of that. On top of that, we've seen the success that he had at Michigan this past year. Um, he's done a really great job turning around that Michigan program. Like Penny, I think that the Mich- that the Michigan job is personal for him. Um, I think that he, I don't think that he would leave it very, uh, uh, you know, like easily. Um, and, and I think that I think there's still things for him to accomplish at Michigan too before he takes on an NBA role. There are a lot of coaches like that. Um, I would also, you know, throw Ty Corbin's name into the ring. I think that. Um, I think that you, you, there's something to say about continuity. Um, you know, if Steve Clifford was going to be your guy anyway, why change the coaching staff? Why upset the apple cart more than you have to? Um, I know Corbin struggled in his in his years in Utah. Um, he was okay in a short stint in Sacramento before George Carl took over. Um, Corbin went three and three. The guys really seemed to respond to him and to his voice um, during that six game stretch that he coached while Steve Clifford was out and health and out because of the health and safety protocols. Um, Corbin's got head coaching experience. 
I, I, I don't think the Magic hire him. I think the Magic do bring in a new coaching staff. But I do think Corbin will get an interview, as will Pat Delaney from the Magic's, uh, from Steve Clifford's staff. Um, I do think that it makes sense to at least keep your in-house options open uh, and see, because these guys know those players better than anyone at this point, um, see what they have to say, see what their ideas are as well. Like I said, this is not an exhaustive list. We could talk about Becky Hammond. We could, uh, honestly, like for women's coaches, um, I, I think you give a call to Cheryl Reef. Um, the links are kind of in a down point right now. Um, she's a fantastic, she's a head coach and GM of the Minnesota Lynx, but I know women's basketball is very, very near and dear to her heart. Promoting the promoting women's basketball is very near and dear to her heart, but Cheryl Reeve has been a very, very successful coach at the WNBA level. I would be intrigued to see her get the, get a shot at an NBA job too, um, but there are a lot of qualified candidates. Um, there's no way I can name them all. There's no way I can go through them all, and it's just as likely that, um, that the person who ends up getting the job is someone we're not even thinking of right now. Um, I throw in Alvin Gentry as, as one of the former coaches. Um, he, I know he interviewed with the Magic before, and I know I was down on him, but the way that he coached in New Orleans makes me believe that he's grown a little bit and that he could get a chance. I saw some Magic fans jokingly saying the Magic could go get Mike Budenholzer if the Bucks decide to move on from him after the season ends, if they, they flame out of the playoffs. There are a lot of coaching candidates out there, and again, I, I don't anticipate them. I, I thought that the Magic would try to get it done before the NBA Draft Combine. I'm beginning to think that there will not be a coach until after the lottery, um, and then and then they'll have hopefully the coach in place to help with the draft process and, and, and draft workout process as well so they can figure out what that coach wants and what that coach needs from these players and what, what he needs to learn to get the most out of them because that's ultimately what matters at the end of the day. Again, there is no way I could get through an entire exhaustive list. Those are just some names to keep in mind, some, some things to think about as the Magic begin this coaching search. We're not going to do an everyday thing on this coaching search. Um, it, it, there won't be news every day, but hopefully the Magic are able to, to move and find their guy fairly quickly so that we can get to this important offseason. Before we close shop, Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are going on too, and you can't you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action too. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet on. Uh, use the promo code Locked On to get that. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Be sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast today on Locked On Today. Where do the Bucks go from here after falling down 2-0 and a 39-point loss of the Brooklyn Nets? The Milwaukee Bucks seem like they are on the edge. Feels like it's going to be an NBA summer of a lot of change. Find out where the Bucks go from here and get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. The Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is currently open, so send your questions to me 
on Twitter at omagicdaily or by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll get back to player evaluations on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.